Welcome everybody to HB Hose. This is your hosts, Maddie and Sammy. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Uh, you know the deal. You're a little slut, a little slew for HBO shows and movies, and you want to discuss them, live them, love them. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. You've come, so the right, you've come to the right fucking place. <laughs> oh my god yeah episode fucking two of house of the dragon we're here we're talking about it maddie and i are on i think another level today so i'm getting a little tipsy she's gonna lie you were having a good time it's fun so and honestly somebody's got to bring some fucking humor to this show because there is none and i'm tired of it it's a lot it's a lot to process that's why they put it out weekly so we have at least seven days i know but even game of thrones there was comedic relief constantly i mean we had Tyrion, and then we had like all the shots fired and there's a lot of drama there was also a lot of comedy i got into an argument with a reddit user last night about this because (laughs) i'm like is damon gonna be the only comedic relief in this entire show and he was like oh, imagine watching Game of Thrones for comedy. And I'm like, I'm not, you fucking twat. I'm just asking for a little bit more than when Damon's on screen. But that's besides the point. I'm not going to yeah. rant. Also, Jamie <laughs> Lannister was quite funny. Oh, yeah, pretty much yeah. outside of like, I mean, you're like stoic, you know, like your fucking Ed Odd stocks, you know, everyone was pretty funny. Uh, that is true. So I'm really just waiting for that. So, you know, part of my mission here is to bring some laugh to the people that are listening because you are definitely not laughing during showtime. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can make you laugh. Um, we're not comedians, but, you know, regardless. Yeah, you know. Uh, so, yeah, let's let's jump right in. I actually just want to mention something really quickly that, um, you know, we had just talked about earlier about just like tunnel visioning shows because you're so excited for like the cinematic vision of what's happening that you miss a lot of details. Well, one thing I missed in the first episode, the first the first thing, the intro. Oh, my God. <laughs> Blood River intro. No, wait, we didn't get it in the first show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. okay. No, Maddie. I'm so confused. <laughs> no, this was the, the, the first one was the godforsaken epilogue. That was basically <sighs> their intro. This episode was the first time we've seen the, the actual intro with the Game of Thrones theme song and the blood and all that. So yeah, like, don't oh, worry. Oh, you didn't sure. miss that. <laughs> you didn't miss that. <laughs> confused I was so confused okay great I was like I could not have tunnel vision that hard Uh, no Maddie literally was just like there that we talked earlier and she's like there's something that I'm not going to mention right now but I'm going to mention on the pod because we both missed it and I'm like oh I wonder what it's going to be no there was no intro in the first episode Um, I'm pretty sure I can't remember I um, I'm also pretty tunnel visioned. I get addicted to things. I have just an addictive personality. So last night's episode, we're recording this on Monday. The episode came out last night. Um, it wasn't enough for me. So I literally started Game of Thrones from season one, episode one again. Uh, and I can't remember if there was an intro in the first episode of that either. I don't think that there was. So I'm like, okay, you know, but correct me, correct me if I'm wrong. Please come for my throat if I'm wrong. But um, well, commenters, please, because I have no idea. Yeah, literally 
fucking lost here. But the first thing that I wrote down, because what we do is we write notes and then we come on here and we share them with whoever the fuck is listening. (laughs) And the first thing that I wrote in all caps with so many emojis and so many exclamations is flesh eating crabs. What is going on? And then someone said this, I will leave, I will try to find either the Twitter user or Reddit user that actually said this. I'm not taking credit for this comment. Um, I'll leave this in the description if I can find it. But uh, someone was like, of course, the the one thing that's going to take Westeros down is crabs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, honestly, this is a big fucking deal. Like, yeah, where have we ever seen this before? Like, can dragons handle the crabs? Like, can dragons burn up all the crabs? They burrow, you know? Like, crabs. is this a fair competition? It's I don't know. It's going to be Westeros. crabs against dragons. That's what yeah. this this is looking like right now. It's yeah. insane. It is insane. You know, it's funny. I have some notes about the crabs <clears throat> as well. Uh, the crab. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. I know. I know. If anything takes out of context, words, it's crabs. So literal funny. and figuratively. So funny. Um. Yeah. But like, I was just, you know, we talked about CGI a little bit and budget and I was wondering, I'm like, damn, these crabs CGI. They don't just eat. I mean, yeah, I would hope. I mean, I would fucking hope so. <laughs> Imagine I, they were. I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure they were. I I always watch like the inside the episode um, and the next week on and all this stuff. Uh, Sometimes Maddie does. I think sometimes she likes to be surprised, whereas I am the complete and total opposite. I don't like to for the season to be ruined for me, but I do like to see every piece and second of content that they're putting out when they (laughs) put out. So I watch everything. Um, uh, The crabs must be CGI. Yeah. And again, you know, just expounding on that, like what was their CGI budget? Just overall, how much did the crabs get? How much did the dragons get? I am curious. I did see that the budget for this show per episode is around 20 million. So that would be episode, yeah. 200 million for the season. Just about if it's, yeah, if it's 10, a little less if it's eight, um, but nonetheless, 20 million per episode. We actually did the math the other day because I'm a math gal and uh, they make the whole season's budget back with just the amount of HBO subscribers that they have for one month. So, I mean, they're not fucking hurting, guys. They're not. Honestly, I'm like, HBO, sign us, please. We're very talented. Uh, Speaking. And somewhat broke. So, get <laughs> your girls up. Uh, yeah. So, flesh eating crabs, fucking crazy. And then we immediately go into uh, it doesn't, I don't know if it says this right away or if it says it after the fact, but we're six months after Ama and Balon the baby die. So, which is, you know, it's kind of crazy because I'm like, uh, Maddie and I talked about this earlier. We're like, how is the series going to go with Game of Thrones? It was back to back to back to back like contact complexity confrontation <clears throat> all the cons everything back to like it was just one very long story but honestly in such a short amount of time um it, conflict it was the actual word i'm looking for conflict but it's <laughs> that every other con and com but uh you know with this skipping you know skipping time like you know going fast forwarding and and stuff it's not something that we've ever seen in game of thrones before so I'm kind of like, 
I'm a little weary. I, I just, you know, Game of Thrones was like, it felt like my child. So I'm, I'm hoping that this turns out to be as good. I know that, and really my theory is that they're skipping because the books that go through this specific storyline are already out. A lot of people already know what happens. Um, you know, the Game of Thrones, like fandom is so big now that it's kind of like, are we going to put out content that people already know what's going to happen? Are we going to breeze through it and then get to what George R. R. Martin hasn't written yet? So I'm, I'm really just so curious about what's going to happen. But we skipped to six months forward and we're set to where uh, Rhaenyra, who, if any of you have listened to the first episode. You know what? You actually got her name right the first time. And Did then I? Yes, for ah! the rest of the time. For no reason. I think it's because her aunt's name is Rainus. Correct? The, the aunt's name, yes. The aunt's name is Rainus. Yeah. That's, and I swear, that's why we added an S to Rhaenyra. And it's Rhaenyra Daenerys. Like we were, you know, I said it last week. The Targaryen names are difficult because they are all so similar. They all have an A, an E, an O, and a Y. There's a lot of fucking vowels going on. A lot of S's, a lot of, you know, just S's where they should be. S's where they shouldn't but be. They shouldn't be. Our part, like, yes. you know, we just added an S to it because that's the, that's the Targaryen way. So, you know, seven hells, whatever <laughs> forgive us <laughs> like we're sorry <laughs> we take it back the, the light of the lord of the light but yes yeah, so we have Rhaenyra who is um has been coronated again not the right word I'm only going by what I know in my yeah, own she's time. being inducted as the heir the heir yes chosen so, heir yes so she it's <clears> six <throat> months from then she's still a fucking cupbearer and we after the flesh eating crabs, we end up in the small council room where Corliss mm-hmm. is pissed, right? So, um, so I don't really have any thoughts on that. I'm kind of like, good for you, bro. You know, like you should be pissed. I would be pissed too if all my men were dying. Especially, yeah. you know, he's the master of ships. His ships, you know, kind of hold up the kingdom and, you know, are very profitable when it comes to trade and you know all these things so it's important and you know i think that the council is kind of blowing him off king viserys is kind of blowing him off or just maybe he's being sensitive we don't know yet right we don't know this man yeah i do think that he was kind of like the king was blowing corliss off a little bit um because he seemed like he had it handled but this man is still worried i don't know everyone is gunning for power so <clears throat> i'm sure there are ulterior motives that we'll find out eventually oh i didn't have too many thoughts about this either um but speaking of them in the like chamber of council, council. council together yeah. when <clears throat> rhaenyra is you know named heir but still pouring water for these fucking men uh wine she i don't think she ever pours water oh <laughs> regardless of what these i was just trying to protect they go their water is wine they are jesus's disciples <laughs> they drink nothing but wine i don't You're know right. how these You're no absolutely. wonder all their they get infected so often because they are literally so dehydrated these i know i know i completely forgot about Tyrion <laughs> and being drunk constantly um yeah. I, thank you. I lost my head. 
Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I did, you know, like Rhaenyra pipes up, she starts to say something and she's cut off, of course, because men. Um, but it's, of course, Otto, whose nickname is Big Toe, which again, I think it's funny that it's Otto, uh, Big Toe, you know. Big Toe, you know. Big Toe, Bog Toe, Botto. Yes. Oh, there we go. That's how you get there. Yes. Uh, but, he's you know. really a big, fat fucking toe, though, isn't he? Like, he's he just, is. he just, he's he makes finger. my skin crawl probably more than Littlefinger because Littlefinger was always just such a cunning cunt. He was cunning. Sorry to say that word. I might have to bleep that out for America, but for <laughs> the Britons, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, but Otto is just like sly, old, sneaky. Uh, I don't know. There's something about the way he moves. He just pisses me off really badly. I think it's more so like his influence on Allison, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yes. No, you're good. But I, you know, he cut her off. And of course he said some just like womanizing shit, like, oh, like maybe her talents would be better used elsewhere to pick a prince fucking to protect the yeah. king, be on the king's guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Rhaenyra is a savvy girl. Like she's bold. She's, even though she wasn't for the for like being the heir her whole life she's still I think mm, acclimated to that royalty like you know the second born and a lot of tropes they're always like fuck it and then they get it and they have to like acclimate really quickly to because they're like oh like I wasn't supposed to get this like it was my older brother or whatever you know like that's kind of the trope so but Rhaenyra isn't like that she's She's ready for it if it comes, not necessarily because she wants it, but because she's dutiful, you know? Yes, 100%. And that's really why, like I said in the first episode of this podcast, I will continue to say it. She is, I think, and will forever be the true protagonist of the show. Um, That's how she's set up. That's how she's acting, you know, and she's very like just graceful about it. Even when she's hurt, she doesn't show it you know, because, and like, so she's ladylike as much as she is bold and, mm-hmm. and, and strong, like a, like a man would be if we're talking about traditional gender that, that time. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I, you know, I really like appreciate her and even like, even her speaking up, like we don't, you know, and that's the thing, like, that's kind of why I hate, there's no context between now and the, the six months that passed. Um, because I'm like, okay, well, was she just silent the entire time? Was she waiting for the right moment to speak up? That's what I'm assuming because that's what we're seeing. But, you know, she says something, she comes to Corliss's defense, which I'm sure is very nice for him to see because he doesn't think that anyone on the small council is defending him at all. And, you know, and she says something and she's immediately shot down. But then kind of, I think it was, first of all, it was patronizing, right? Of like, oh, let's put you in a place where you will better fit. But like, second of all, it's like, oh, this is a consolation prize. Instead of letting me in the conversation, like a part of this count, if I was a man, I'd be a part of this council, right? I'd be sitting at the fucking table with my stupid fucking disc and my marble ball to put down, which don't understand that, whatever. Uh, You know, she would have a seat at the table if she was a man. You know, instead, she's still the cupbearer. And nonetheless, it's still, yeah, no, I'm not even going to say that because I I thought it in my head. It sounded fucking horrible. 
I was just thinking about when Arya was the cupbearer for Tywin Lannister and Game of Thrones. And she was able to listen in on all of the, the very important strategic conversations that they were having. So I'm like, you know, the thing is she is getting good experience sitting in and being the cupbearer for those conversations, which is what is ultimately making her a, a stronger and smarter person, a more political person. But, you know, it really was a consolation prize. Like instead of having an opinion on the thing that actually matters, let me let you choose one of the fucking 50 Kings guard that we have, you know, but I did love the way that she came out after that. Right. Like she was just like, I only want someone who's had battle experience yeah, and she whether was- or not she actually knew that the fine ass Dornish man of had battle experience or not, that's beyond us. But I am so happy. Like, I hate to switch this into like, we were talking about feminism. We're talking about the fucking patriarchy. We're talking about all this stuff. But like, God damn, that man is cute. He is so cute. I literally wrote in my notes, old sex ass. Yes. Old sex ass. Like, like, yeah, I wrote in my picks cutie Dornish man and (laughs) I'm happy. And I don't know how big of a role he's going to get. Oh, he's going to die later in the episode. He says a one-liner that I'm just, that made me actually laugh out loud for the first time since watching this. But, um, so I'm happy that she handled that. I'm happy that she was able to like buck back. I think that really what it is, is she doesn't care about bucking back with any people from the court auto or otherwise, but I do think that it's really about her father. And I think that that's something that a lot of girls learn when they have a father who is like a very, like, not, not even necessarily dominating, but powerful person, the King. Can you imagine like the King of like pretty much the entire world as you know it? No, so I literally you could respect not. him first and then you respect and then you're his daughter. Yeah. No, so it's like you, you are taught not only to respect all men, but to respect this man more than anything. Mm-hmm. So I understand like her conflict with and really like give her like a like honestly, I'm like hats off to her for even speaking up in those meetings when her dad is present because I'm like that takes a lot of fucking balls. Like it really does. Like she's got bigger balls than every man on this show. She really does. So I think that she's definitely set up to be the true protagonist, whether or not she does some dumb shit later on, who's to say, but I'm with her. I'm ride or die. Well, (laughs) I recant that. I recant that because I have had some true favorites that have really fucked me off thinking with her. So like, (laughs) like I say that, but, you know, I, I really am with her. I think she's very level-headed. She's very mature for her age. I mean, we know that what Allison, do we find her age? I think she's 15, 16 in this, 17 maybe? I don't know. I was going to say, I d- was assuming that Rhaenyra has got to be around like 16 or 17 and I was going to say, Allison actually might be a year or two older than her because Maybe. she has, I mean, like, look, she is a maiden of the court, a noble woman of the court, right? Like there's, but she's not royalty. So there's no. something very like maidenly and mature and motherly about her. And we got that moment. Well, we got some moments that, of that too with her. Yeah, 100%. I think that, um, that might have a lot to do with like her 
losing her mom and being, you know, cause so we, it is said that Otto was the hand of the King before he was the hand of the original King. I can't remember his name. I can't pull it up right now, but um, the one that, yes, that ended up actually appointing Viserys as King. He was the hand of the King for him to him first for, I think they said 16 years. I can't remember if this was said in the episode or in one of the inside the episode things, but um, so he's been there a long time. He's a trusted, like air quote, trusted confidant of the, of mm-hmm. you know, the king and of the, the court you know, and of the seven realms. But yes, but um, so she clearly grew up around it, was around it, you know, like has been, like basically brought up to be, you know, this perfect lady. And then her mom dies, which I mean, will give you just grief and grief gives you maturity. I think in a lot of times, yes. so especially as a woman who is expected to keep your shit together, no matter what. Um, but, and then even Otto, I'm jumping ahead, but Otto says to her in the, at the end of the episode, like, Oh, what, I don't remember what One he thing about her. being beautiful. Why do you pick? At your yeah, nails? no, he's like, you're yeah. the most, I forget what he said. And I was going to look it up because it I was old timey. It was like Coley or something like that. I never heard it said before. So I was like, I don't know if that was a dig or yeah, clearly he's digging her. And that's the shitty thing is like, I really resent a dad that treats his daughter bad. I, I, it just boils my blood, but um, you know, with that, it's just like, she has so much pressure, uh, you know, just in her own character analysis, I'm like, God, there's so much pressure. And she's only trying to make her dad happy because that's the only person and, that can try to please at this point. Well, and also everybody, I feel like, so I just want a couple of, like touch on a couple of Allison. Oh yeah. Things. We don't even have to jump to her. Yeah. 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 Let's, talk well, about her. Let's talk about her. She's, she's coming up next. So, mm-hmm. um, Number one, before we even jump into that, because I have this in my fucking notes and it's hilarious. Oh King Varys is a sick architect. Showing <laughs> his to Allison. Bro. Bro, I was so happy. I was so happy. It was models. This is no, honestly. And the thing is, they're cool as fuck and they're so cool because, like, okay, so for people like I love history and I I really a lot of times need to see the real thing to like, I'm not a good, uh, I don't have a great imagination. So I need to see it in order to visualize it in order to place myself there in order to really feel it. Maddie went to school. She loves architecture. She went to school for architecture. So it's like, she just loves that. Like just this physical building, you know, also visualizing the same thing. Like, so we kind of come from opposite sides of the spectrum. But like, I really appreciate that Viserys is into it. I also think easy fucking in for Allison, right? Like, it's just oh. like, this is, oh, look, it's, and then someone again on Twitter, I will try to find this. <laughs> and then, and I'm, I feel like I'm not, I will give you credit, trust me. But somebody was just like, he gives me like a 50 year old that plays with like toy trains vibes. And I'm oh, like, buddy. you're so right. Oh, you're absolutely right. I know. And like, the thing is like, that's not anything to hate on somebody for, but I do think that there is escapism in that. 
100% he is escaping into the world of history. She, Allison says when she first goes into his chambers, like, hey, I brought you a book because I know how much you love history. And I think that he is avoidant of what, you know, he, what's yeah. happening around him at all times. I think that he feels immensely. I feel like he's very sensitive and as, as hard as he can be like specifically, the only time we've really seen him hard was with Damon in episode one at the end of it, when he banishes him mm-hmm. and then Damon still bucks back and is like, fuck you. I'm not going home. I'm going to Dragonstone. Like <laughs> suck it off. Like, you know, like suck it. Yeah. Like the true bad boy he is. Yeah. 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 Like, just like, I know my brother, you know, mm-hmm. he has like no authoritative bone in his body. He's the king, but it shouldn't be him. Like, I know that's how Damon thinks. Mm-hmm. And really, I'm just like, okay, like all we really want, if we're thinking about, if we were under, a, a, I can't even say monarchy because that's a, that's woman led, but like, you know, under a patriarchy or some kind of archy, I don't know the right word, but something where like, we have one specific ruler and I'm talking about socialism and I'm talking about fucking communism I'm talking about like, just like Let's picture us in, in Westeros, right? If we had a ruler, who would we want it to be? We want it to be somebody that's stern and solid and convicted, or would we want it to be somebody that's kind and fair and caring? And really, ultimately, we want both, but that's never what we get because right. that hardly ever exists in the world. So I think that, you know, he is the kind comparing, you know, kind of empathetic, avoidant, anxious kind of person. Goes with the flow kind of. Yeah, he inherited it because it was his duty. Like, and of course, everybody kind of wants, like, you know, who would fucking deny it? But I think that that's going to, like, his personality is going to come big in this. And it's going to be like, you know, the... A lot of people were comparing him um, at the end of the episode. And I, I'm sorry to jump ahead again, but at the end of the episode, he uh, chooses Allison as his wife. Yes. Instead of um, Corliss and uh, Rainus's daughter, which, okay, we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, we'll get there. We'll um, get there. But, you know, a lot of people were saying, you know, oh, it's like him. He, he's the same as Rob Stark. And that's why Rob Stark died. And I'm like, okay, but it's the same as Robert Baratheon, except Robert Baratheon, he did, the, he, Robert's Rebellion was completely out of love for uh, Ned Stark's sister, right? Jon Snow's mom. Uh, but it was just under the, like, it was just, he disguised it as the Mad King, et cetera. Like, I think that in this, in what, George, like, the theme of George R. R. Martin is that, like, we do stupid shit for love. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> clearly that's the, like that's the overarching theme for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think the Viserys is not one in a million. He's one in fucking many. He's literally doing what everybody did before him, you know. And if not, like, I, so I think that this is a very, very winded explanation of how I feel about Viserys. I'm or. Uh, I'm very sorry, but I think that he is just very sensitive. And so on that point, I just want to tie in his Alicent 
experience and even decision in the end. So like number one, Allison, we know is noble and she's been around too. Like she's Renera's uh, Renera's best friend. I'm pretty sure that like she grew up around the king. Yeah, you know I mean, like they know like, each other. Pretty much always in King's Landing. Well, right. So when they're in that meeting together, um, he still asked Allison how Renera was doing. Because even though like it's like it's a weird courtship, sorry, courtship that came about. And I feel bad because I'm like, how did like you're un- unsuspecting? Like, are you that naive, bro? Oh, God. Yeah. But he still trusted Allison as like, this is somebody who is very close to my yeah. daughter. And I need yeah. to and I need to find a way in right now. Yeah, no, and and yeah, so I think that you're totally right. Like the word unsuspecting just like lit fires in my head. I'm just like, because clearly Otto is putting her up to this. She, you know, and the thing is what we need to decide about Alicent right now is that she wouldn't have otherwise gone for Viserys whatsoever on no, any because she's level gay unless it was telling her so. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm still on this LGBT well, plus so, okay. journey with them. Like we'll get, you know, okay. So I will say that I did see, I didn't read the article, but I saw like a headline of a, a credited source that said that the LGBT like was uh, intended. Thank, thank you. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. fucking was picking so, up those vibes so you know, hard. My biggest thing, and this is, I wrote this with stars in my notes, is that because after what we just talked, after what we just got through in terms of chronology in the episode, what happens is Allison and Rhaenyra together. They go down to the crypts, and Allison is like, "This is where I pray and talk to my mom." And I say, I light some fucking incense, and I I I I kneel and I pray. It's very yeah. Catholic, if you ask oh, me. God. Yeah. But um, she kind of asked Rhaenyra to come with, like, to, to to do it with her to talk, and and it and this is after she had like Allison has the conversation with with Viserys, which it kind of sucks because I'm like, okay, is this like, uh, are you just trying to play both, you know, like, are you trying to play mediator between the two, which if so, that's great because they needed it. They really need it. You know, Viserys and Rhaenyra should be communicating. They're the only like true family left in everything. Right. Um, and I understand how awkward and horrible and grieving it could be, but there's this really beautiful scene where Allison has Rhaenyra pray with her and Rhaenyra clearly guarded, you know, like doesn't want to, like, she's never thought about doing it before. Allison's like, this is, I do this all the time. This is how I talk to my mom, et cetera. And it's, it's so pretty and oh it's so God. nice. And then I wrote in my notes, it's just like George R. R. Martin to give us inevitable heartbreak because fuck us right fuck our hearts right so that's you know that was what like literally that was almost when I absolutely knew and for the record there are my mom I refuse to talk to my mom because she knows everything that happens because she watches fucking tiktok she didn't even read the books but she watches all the people (laughs) she knows what's going to happen everybody's talking about on tiktok and twitter and whatever and I refuse 
because I'm like, no, I want to see it play out here first. So I don't know the story. I don't know what happens, but that was when I knew I was like, Allison's gonna marry, like something is going to happen with them. I knew it because I'm like, this is where you bring to your highest high of vulnerability and like safeness and closeness with someone. And then immediately after you fucking kill them, like you just murder them. And that's how like vengeance is born. That's how hatred is born. That's how another personality completely is born. But with Allison, I think that there, like, I don't, I don't think there was any ulterior motives with her as of yet. Everyone now is comparing her to Cersei Lannister. And I'm like, I don't know if she's going to get that bad. I don't, I don't I know. I compare her you way know? more to like Sansa. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, I agree. I agree right now. But, you know, I don't know because she's so impressionable, especially by her father, who is clearly power hungry. And, well, and also she's empathizing with him over the loss of his, how they oh, say, yeah, lady wife like, and also her mother. Like, yeah. So I think that that obviously is true. She I think he's easily, taking advantage of that energy. Well, I don't you know. No, like, I don't know. I think that because like I said, it like no matter what happened, I don't think she would have tried to comfort him whatsoever. I think that it would have been, I agree. It would have felt out of bounds for her, whether what she's saying is true or not. I do think that she like genuinely wants to come for him. I don't think she wants to fuck him though. Or marry him. No, not at all. I don't think that because he's literally four times her age. I think that not literally i don't know how old any you know and that's another thing that fucking pisses me off i'm just like please game of thrones please start telling me how old people are because i have no idea but i guess back then age didn't matter anyways i mean jesus they were trying to hook up a fucking at least 50 plus year old with a 12 year old i mean and that was awkward as shit i'm not even gonna go there but you know i think that i don't think that her intent i think that her intentions were my dad wants me to do this so i'm gonna do this Right. I agree. You know, and I'm going to, and he even said, just do it, just figure out how to do it. And so she thought of the way like, oh, I know you're like history. I'm going to come read you a book. Oh, I know you like history. Show me your fucking, your little mini fucking graphs, right? Like there was, so I think that there is some cunning, like not cunning, but I think there is some strategy in her mind. I think that she without any words understands what her dad wants her to do and that is what's so shitty because she is a young impressionable woman right i don't think there's and um so i don't know if this is even like gonna be a thing throughout the season but what happened in the first where damon in in the first episode where damon um they're doing the jousting the tourney right and he picks Otto's son. Mm-hmm. So his son obviously doesn't die, but I'm like, okay, clearly there's a son here, but there's no, like, I'm just like, why Otto? Why wouldn't you try to get your son to marry Rhaenyra? If she was going to be the heir, why wouldn't you just follow that through and then try to set your, like your son up with her and then have your family be a royal line that way? Why would you send your probably 16 year old daughter after a 50 fucking five year old man yet probably because it's easier 
right? Yeah. To send your 16-year-old daughter up to fifth grade because absolutely <laughs> that's a sure therapy. bet. It's I a guess. sure bet. Cause my- like, and that's so fucking shit because it's I like know it is. It's fucking awful. Yeah. So okay. So we're gonna get we're gonna get out of that because I know that that's gonna be the major arc and and controversy controversy of this season is is that we Maddie didn't watch us. I spoiled it for her, but I already saw, and most of you probably already saw that the next episode is like, we're already flash forward to where, because it, literally at the end of it, Viserys asks Allison to be his wife in front of the entire council. I mean, like fucking bomb drop of the century, but um, in the next, uh, the, the next week on, we see that Allison already has uh probably like a I don't he was a fat baby so like I mean sorry if that's your baby but like it was a fat baby so I can't even tell how old he was but it probably like five months I would say so I'm just like we're already flash forward to like the king has an heir he's healthy he's blonde as shit and he's chunk he's a chunk so like you know so we're already there so it's like that was what i was saying earlier about the you know flashing like just skipping time in these episodes so i'm really curious about how that's gonna go but nonetheless can we talk about uh when damon seals the egg oh wait did you have anything in between that you want to talk about um monopolize like 20 minutes of that hang on let (laughs) me just look at my notes (laughs) Um, I mean, I have some little things. Sam, Sam, Sam. Okay, Sam. so uh, obviously we know that he does not choose Lena, which is the daughter of the Valorians, which to marry. Them the fuck off, yeah. Right, and I honestly, I'm really glad. Like, and I knew it off rip. Like, Larry I mean, is a God. fair guy. Like, he was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, I yeah. don't. And I'm I'm very happy about that. It kind of shows true to his like, well, I don't know how much of a character show it is that he doesn't want to fuck a 12-year-old little girl, but you know, it's nice that he was like, Yeah, of course. I don't want this. Well, especially coming from a wife that was his own age, (laughs) you know, like right. And I think beyond all of that, like, look, we're fucking glad that didn't happen. I think everybody is, but I, for me, it was more about like his love for Emma. Like, I know that he has a duty, you know, the king or whatever they say, the king's duty to marry and have heirs, whatever. But like, <clears throat> whether or not he had to marry a fucking 12 year old, he's like, I just am still mourning the fuck. Like, yeah. I'm still grieving. Well, I mean, until the very end. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this is, it's kind of like a, all people are grieving until they find something that they think is not better. That's a terrible word, but like, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of like, I love that his morals weren't with the, the like quote unquote best thing. Right. I yes, love, I agree. I'm happy that they were with who he actually felt a connection with and who he could actually be with. But that's where the whole Rob Stark comparison comes in and I'm like okay but we can also like see this is where I was getting at before before I went on my fucking tangent that was Rob Stark that was 
fucking Robert Baratheon. That was Jamie Lannister. That was fucking every man that we know in Game of Thrones. So fuck all of you cunt assholes <laughs> that are just like, oh, he's just an idiot. And like, yeah, like, oh, he's putting love before his duty and blah. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But everyone else did. They just were smart enough to find a way to figure that out. You know what I True. mean? So True. like, so, it, it, you know, it's not, Rob Stark was a, was dumb. Yes. Robert Baratheon claimed the fucking throne because of it. Jamie Lannister died under bricks because of it. And fucking, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, yeah. like, it's just, it's the way the cookie crumbles. And the thing is like, if you're not, I, I love that sense of like, I love that feeling like if there wasn't any authenticity in it, then what's the point? If everything was scripted and everything was by the books, then there is no point. There is no point of it happening. There's no point. Well, right. Exactly. There would be no story. There would be no story. So I'm just like, okay, I'm here for Viserys going with his heart, but at the same time, not at the cost of your daughter. That's what pisses me off because I'm like, Really, what I actually wrote down about that was that Rhaenyra has two things that belong to her, and that's her dragon and her best friend, Allison. Mm-hmm. And now she just lost her best friend. Mm-hmm. And that's devastating. And we and, all know that you can't, they don't control the dragon. So it's not like yeah, she it's, has yeah. the dragon. They, but they, they, okay, so that's another, that's another point. Uh, I'll talk about that after, but <clears throat> they control the dragon, but they, I think that that's what led to the dragon's demise, right? Ultimately is that they're, I'm just going to quickly talk about this. Uh, the fact that she rides a dragon like a horse and then parks it, gets off of it, and then it goes into a dungeon. I'm like, that's why dragons minimize in size. That's why dragons, you know, weren't like, cause they weren't free. You know, it's kind of like any reptile, and any reptile owner that, if you guys are anybody that you know, you know that the bigger the tank, the bigger they're going to get in almost all cases. So the if you have an open fucking world and an open map for these creatures, they're going to continue to be big and they'll still be loyal to you. They just won't necessarily be around when you need them every time. But, right. you know, so we saw and that's what i think that you know just overall with the show god i'm switching gears so hard i'm so sorry uh with the show this was the beginning of the end for the dragon uh you know and i think that that's why this is a show anyways but you know that's a really they, good point though they were they were you know and then they mentioned um they said in in game of thrones they said that the last dragons lived in the dragon pit which is where um, they, in season seven, all of them came around and then they brought the the Nightwalker, right? And they showed them and Cersei was there, Daenerys was there, Jon was there, Tyr- everybody was there. And, um, but that was the dragon, but that was the old dragon pit. It looked like a mini Coliseum. That's where they would keep the dragons chained up. And yes. that, that, they mentioned it in in episode two and I'm like, okay, so this is really the beginning of the end of these dragons. There are 17 dragons that, that are accounted for in this series. We know that they said that there are 17 dragons. 
seven, 16 of them belong to masters. And then one of them is just aloof somewhere. She, no one, know, I think it's Rhaegar. No one knows where she is, but, uh, you know, I think that that's more so there's been such an emphasis on the dragons in this show by not only the producers and the writer, but George R. R. Martin himself was like, pay attention to these things, like pay attention to how they look, pay attention to all these things. Um, because that's really important to obviously the Targaryens wouldn't be anything without their dragons. Right. So I think that that's part of it, but, um, nonetheless, yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. Like we, even when we saw, which we'll get to Damon and the egg shortly. Well, yes, that's what I was going to write. But yeah, so let's talk about it. You know, we, we see that her dragon is significantly even smaller than the dragon that he has there. Now, well, I don't know well, what their upbringing are. And I know they're different like, types of dragons. Like they're going to be different sizes. Okay, but- so I did say earlier, and I only know this because my mom killed me with information the first time I talked to her about it I you guys I literally had to hang up on her like mid-sentence because she was ruining everything for me because she watches TikToks uh with people that have read the books but when um a Targaryen baby is born they put uh an unhatched dragon egg in the cradle with it And then I don't know if it's overnight or over, I I don't know the time period, but the dragon will hatch if it's a true Targaryen baby. So that's how Daemon got his, that's how Rhaenyra got hers. It's how every Targaryen ever has gotten their dragon. And that's how you know that you're a true Targaryen. If you are a baby and you have an egg and it doesn't hatch, then you're not, you're not considered a true Targaryen. So, um, with that you know i i don't know the one like aloof dragon no idea where they came from i think that's going to be a big like question mark in this series i also have a random question first of all who the fuck stole dragon eggs for the first time and also okay maybe that's how we made friends that i answered my second question i was like (laughs) how the fuck did we make friends with dragons now this is a made-up story but regardless i'm like how the fuck did dragon and man first interact you stole their egg and that's just like we did that that's cool no i don't know that's the thing is like so you're asking about the conception of the entire thing yeah pretty much i don't know if dragons existed before targaryens i don't know if targaryens existed before dragons that's one thing that we don't know right so like they might have come up together and that might be why that you know they're the ultimate and that and that's kind of the thing is like you know, when we think about like supernatural or like, uh, like for lack of a better term, like God given, uh, magic, God, that sounds horrible coming out, but like, uh, you know, I don't know what I mean, but like when you, like maybe the Targaryens are the first family that were worthy of having, you know, so I think someone stole an egg and they like you domesticated it. But then then why would because like, for example, Balon was the baby and he was alive for, for a day, a you know, hours, for a day. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I, and that's the thing is we didn't see Balon go into the 
but we do mention the the egg that was picked for him yes at the end of the the episode Dreamfire's egg yes yep so I don't know but what I do want to say just in terms of the two dragons we can get we'll get it right into that but what I do want to say is that I watched the inside the episode and that's the only reason I know it because I was fucking telling my mom like mom Damon's dragon's fucked like he's fucked up he looks like a snake like his legs are real skinny his like neck is real long like there's some about him he doesn't look like a normal dragon um his drag I god I didn't write it down but Syraxis maybe and then again cut my throat if I'm wrong uh but and then her is a Syrax her dragon is like the golden dragon his is red uh-huh. And that's something that um, everybody that's been working on the show has been hinting at is like, pay attention to the dragons. They're very important. Like pay yes. attention to the differences in the dragons and make sure that you know them. Um, but his, I found out on the inside of the episode is that his is deformed. So he's more of like, he looks like a snake in the sky. Like he's just as powerful and just as like mighty, but he's, he's more of like a snake so his neck is longer his his limbs are skinnier so that's Damon's character maybe like maybe yeah like snaky yeah snaky um and then my mom's like no he looks the same and I'm like mom I'm (laughs) telling you right now you're wrong and I hope she listens to this because mom you're wrong okay (laughs) So I'm right. I feel very Shut good up. in that. I feel Shut very up and try, guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. Shut up. Thank you, Eugene Lee Yang. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite saying. I honestly wish you would have said shut the fuck up, but that's just that's just me. It's you know, and that's you know, the the power of YouTube. It just it really limits you. It does. It does. YouTube eventually, but like only when they allow us to say cunt. So hell yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so okay, I guess, well, let's talk about that scene. Let's talk about yeah, the fucking yeah. So Damon is a drama king. He always knows how to get a rise out of whoever, even though his brother, the king, or you know, like he's very nonchalant and pretty much relaxed. We discussed this. Like he's a he's a kind and fair leader, even though he's going he does get a rise out of him. You know, Otto convinces him to stay. He's like, no, you should not handle this right now because it's unsafe for you. Like, let me just take the King's guard, whatever. I think we all knew that this was going to be a bad idea. I was like, why would you like Damon hates you and he's got a dragon. The fuck? Like this makes no sense. And Rhaenyra obviously knew that. She swoops right in on her fucking dragon. Mm-hmm. Very bold, very strong. And honestly, I don't know why they send anyone else. We already know from the first episode that she is the only one who can handle Damon. Yeah, 100%. And I think that, I don't think that that's common knowledge though. I think that they might they might know that Damon and her have like a good, uh. like cousin like just like familial relationship but I don't I think that they consistently underestimate her and this was her time to prove her fucking like prove her strength especially when it comes to Damon who is the ultimate threat 
Mm-hmm. Things are going off. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's bring it from the top. First of all, uh, the only reason that Viserys even reacts the way that he does about going to Dragonstone is because uh, Rhaenyra was the only smart one that says or asks in Valyrian, which I fucking love the use of Valyrian in this. Me I too. Say this. Me too. I fucking it's love nice. it. I'm like every time Daenerys said it, I I I felt like she was saying, uh, I can't repeat it now. Akadaor, daor. I, I just well, like, she wasn't like born with the language. That, but... She had to learn the language. Yes. Wait, yeah. No, she I don't think the language. I don't she think the language fully built. Yeah. I don't think the the no, but even when she she was speaking, the Dothraki sounded great. The Valyrian, it was just it felt like she was repeating the same things over and over, and she might have been because I don't think it was a built out language at this point. Because I know that this these books, like I believe it's Dances with Dragons, is the series that's built out a lot more. And George R. R. Martin is is an executive producer on this, so he can fucking write the language as you please but um the way that she they speak valerian is very nice to me that's just a small note uh so she asks the the person the dragon handler who obviously also speaks high valerian and he says it's what was it dream fire's egg Mm -hmm. and that was when viserys was like fuck this right so she asked the only important question that needs to elicit anything that like any action that was going to happen and i'm just like okay that you know the thing is like you know a lot about people by the questions that they ask you know like you know like we always say there's no such thing as a dumb question but there is such thing as a very fucking smart question right and that was the question that she asked because she not only knows everything about what's going on, but she knows Damon. And so that elicited that Otto being the fucking cunt that he is. So I said that word three times and I'm not taking it back, <laughs> but he's such a fucking twat. God. And he's yeah, like, he's- I'll go. Don't worry about it. Fuck my daughter instead so annoying oh i was so mad about that i can't stand him i can't say he makes my skin crawl but um and then she was like no this is no business for a man this is no business for somebody that already has beef with the man i know holding number one dragonstone hot and and we know from game of thrones that dragonstone is literally like maybe a mile off the coast of king's landing it's right there. So he's there with his little King's guard. Not that it's many, but it's still like he, it's an intimidation factor. That's where Daenerys was the entire time when her yeah. and Cersei were going through it, because it's like, I'm into, I'm right here, bitch. What yeah. do you want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a fucking castle, uh, like a stone castle. So there's hardly any, and, and, and there's a huge fucking bridge that goes up to like there it's it's hardly impenetrable so it's like you are very protected in that place that's where he's held up right um and then Renera was like fuck this i'm going but before we see that we see the dumbass conversation between damon and otto 
And Damon, I just want to say, this is my personal opinion. I don't, uh, I'm not putting any of my opinions on Maddie <laughs> at all. So don't blame her for anything. Come for me. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. I wouldn't probably love him in real life. Uh, I oh, yes. think that I would, be, I would be enthralled by him. I would want to be around him a lot. But I, oh my God. I have my limitations and I'd be like, okay, I need to go home now. Like he seems like he's the type of person that he always wants to party and he always wants to do some illegal shit, but like always has a plan to not get caught. And I feel like I would be into that. I, I feel like me and Damon are the same fucking person is what I'm saying. Oh I God. resonate a lot with this man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, but I'm not like, if he turns out to be a sociopath, don't fuck it. Like I'm not a sociopath. Don't like, fucking quote me. Don't quote me. Don't <laughs> fucking quote me. Even though this but, is going on I, the internet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you're going to sound bite anything, sound bite that you bitches, but, <laughs> fucking hell. um, but I do, I love him. I love him as a character. I, mean, like, look, I really I love him as a person. I feel like I understand him so much as a person. I, I get it. I also love him as a character. I will agree with you there. Like he is pivotal, right? Like he's chaotic. He's got a story arc. Like something's happening there for sure. Um, And again, like that low-key, like playful energy, like I, yes, he's a little, he's violent, right? But this is the fucking medieval times we're in, basically. And this House of Dragons, like, we... we yeah, violence is that, is that, it's at 200%. But I kind of get it. Like, I also, I am not this person, but he's relatable, is what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. even the theatrics, like, the decoration of his proclamations are so relatable. Like, he tries... But like what gets the attention is like, I'm going to marry my fucking whore in two days. Oh, I love it. I, you know, and that's the thing is like, and, and, but really it's like, it's all false, which is the only thing that I didn't like about that. I didn't realize that. Like, I was just like, oh, of course he's the kind of person that knocks up a random girl and then tries to marry her and, and says, I'm going to do it the old Valyrian Targaryen way and have multiple wives, mm-hmm. which is like, <laughs> shout out Utah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, like I really took that mm-hmm. note that he sent to the, it's not the Citadel. No, it's just to the King's Landing seriously. And then come to find out he was faking the whole time. That was the one thing that I didn't like about him, but I do get it. Like I've done that to exes. I'm oh just like, oh, it's I'm going to do this, energy. this, and that. Like, no offense to any Geminis out there. I still love you. No, it's Gemini energy. It's <clears throat> Aries energy. It's Sag energy. It's, well, Sages wouldn't give a shit. So like originally I thought that he was a Sagittarius because of just how like, like, well, Anyways, I'm not even going to get into that. We'll talk. We, we will do, we'll do an Zodiac entire Zodiac. episode just based on Zodiac. <laughs> so if you're a Zodiac queen or king, fucking listen to it. Watch out for it. Subscribe so you hear it because mm-hmm. we will go into fucking details. But, you know, I I loved that it was just like, oh, I'm inviting you to my wedding. And then they show up 
no fucking wedding no nothing yeah and of course. no but like and even then I don't I don't really like the way that he like lied about it I'm not really here for that but I am here for the way that he greeted Otto on the bridge and was just like come take it I thought I let I was like oh my god oh my god when he holds the egg out and says come take it and Otto's like do you think I'm fucking dumb and it's like yeah. Yeah, come try me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like, yeah, I, I have just as much fun as you. So, um, that was it was a cute little quarrel that we saw. You know, the knives out, and then the knives like Otto putting the knives back in was a nice little ego boost. <clears throat> but then Rhaenyra fucking comes in out of the clouds, and that was gorgeous. It was. It was gorgeous. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is what the CGI is paying for. This is what our budget is going to right now. <laughs> that is what it's the budget's like, going to. It's fucking clouds, fucking yeah. dragon. Yes. Absolutely. It was nice. She comes in, she lands. And of course her dragon is gorgeous. Right. And she, like the way that she walks up and is like, yeah, fuck you, Otto. I can handle this. I'm just like, yes, just piss on them piss on them yeah yeah no i loved it just fucking litter all over them um also i just want to circle back really quick and mention that the conversation between rhaenyra and rainis her cousin oh yeah we didn't even talk about that well i just want to say in relationship to this moment of her like coming through proving herself like in front of men to a man who's very problematic like rainis warned her i mean it was a little bit condescending but not really like it was and it wasn't she was kind of like you're young and hopeful and i see that in you you think you're gonna change the law but you're not and i'm not telling this to you to tear you down but i've hardened this way i know these men you know and i think it's funny because earlier when alicent and rhaenyra are together in the um the like the crypts or whatever the fucking dungeons on you know the place whatever they pray yeah, yeah. whatever they are <laughs> um Rhaenyra says she's like oh I I know these men like I I hear them and we do know that because she's there in the room like in the council room with them listening but she does not have the amount of life experience and like again like I love the hopefulness I love like her just kind of like well when I become queen, when I do this, I like I'm royal. I have like valor. Yeah, yeah. No, we've talked about this a lot about like just the younger generations are always the one that are pushing the needle forward, right? We pushed it as forward as we could in our generation. The younger generation of women are pushing it even farther than that. And then the generation, like it's just, it's very, I would say, generational. So and it's always been, history has proven that it's always been that way. Even in our own patriarchal system, it's always been that way. So even if we're moving backwards some steps, which, you know, that sucks, uh, but it's still like a matter of the the younger generation, the ones that believe that anything is possible. Well, right. They they have that brave, courageous. That, that, that yeah, that, that, that exactly. And, say, and in my notes, I, like, I wrote, I was like, these bitches are brave. And we already knew that, like, Game of Thrones highlighted a lot of women 
being in like powerful, brave positions. And I think that this has even more, it's more women. Well, focused, I think that, yeah. Why. And I think that the difference between this and Game of Thrones has been that in the position, like in the, the female positions, they were like almost put in those in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like Sansa had to get away from Ramsey's, right? So like she let her Ramsey. So, you know, she was automatically like put into a position of I have to protect myself. And then Kat, you know, when Ned's left, she had to be like, oh, I'm the one that's protecting this house. And then Aria, it's it's I'm the one that's protecting myself when I'm out on the street. So it's 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 consistent. I I know I only named Stark Girls and I'm sorry for any mm-hmm. fucking Targaryen fans Daenerys did the same all women that we saw in Game of Thrones had to do that they they had to evolve to not depend on men for anything Mm -hmm. I think with this it's it's difficult because Rhaenyra has her dad still Mm -hmm. so it's like can she if her dad was had died randomly and she was just automatically queen of the throne shit will work out a lot differently like she would immediately i feel like she would immediately uh, like assume power and do something different or if her mom was still alive she would still be docile and and a lady of the court you know so it's it's you know it's interesting to think like you especially like i mean i think all people are adaptable I think all people are adaptable and, you know, we just kind of assume the position that we're in, especially in a position like that where, you know. Yeah. And, and like, look, it's not just the women we see it throughout, you know, because Allison, she's doing what she needs to do, but she, her power is coming through much more subtly. Um, One thing, just a quick interjection that I wanted to say about Allison earlier. Um, you know, you mentioned something about like the fashion in our last podcast, but something I, her dress was beautiful. That blue dress and the necklace that Allison. she wore. And yeah, for the king, like to comfort him yeah. and stuff. But I just wanted to say, you know, who would love that outfit? Who? Maddie from Euphoria. If she was in these times, that bitch would be <laughs> fucking cut Oh my God, another thing about outfits. Okay, sorry. For the ladies that are listening, one thing that I wrote down is that uh Damon in the like the scene where they're on the bridge and he's about to fight Otto whatever and his like the the girl that he's hooking up with she's in this like white almost furry kind of like v-neck thing like she's in a like a dress but it reminded me so much of Daenerys when she went to the north yeah and when Dana- the last time Daenerys left, uh, left Dragonstone, because that's how she left, was yeah. in this kind of like furry, bl- like light blue pleated corset, like suit. And that's what this girl was wearing when Otto. So that was like, it just, it immediately brought me back. I was like, oh shit, that looks like Daenerys. You know, I don't know how much, like, she's not going to be a thing. But Maddie from Euphoria, 100%. I feel like Maddie from Euphoria, she's such an adventurous um, closeter that, like, 
she might wear she it would now. wear fucking everything you know yeah. my, yes. and honestly at the end of this um maybe instead of like we'll do a, a season finale show but maybe at the end of it maybe we'll do like our notable moments and then our notable outfits and our like because I'm just like I have so many already and I can't even wait to see what's in store I know the first episode was a big one for like royalty and posh and all this stuff but like you know I don't know I just I have so many thoughts on just like the costume makeup etc yeah no we should definitely keep that in mind put that on our list yeah I'd be down um and just to talk about like these last moments of the episode um just speaking of Allison the dress we know that the kings picks her to marry her uh one big thing uh you know we mentioned Rhaenyra is fucking upset she is visibly upset of course who wouldn't be right you like can't. this is it's not only her dad who is the only thing that she, the only living real family like true family that she has allison yeah, is her only true best friend and that's what i said earlier like allison and cyrax or cyrax i don't know how you pronounce it but like that's her dragon mm-hmm. those are the only two things that are actually hers in the right. entire kingdom right because if you think about like She's not just a girl living in a city. No, she's cooped up in a red keep, can only talk to so many people, like can only have so many friends. Mm-hmm. She has this one friend that she is very visibly close with and very emotionally for, I would say. But, you know, that's just me. I love the LGBT intended vibes. I'm here for it. Like representation matters. I believe that fully and truly in all fucking form. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing is like, maybe she is gay. Maybe she's- Well, right. Her, and right? I, I just want to say like, you know, you mentioned it earlier. Um, Martin, R.R. Martin does know how to write like a really good unrequited love story. Like something that's always difficult to happen. Like, because you have duties or whatever, it's not accepted or he, there's always something that keeps them from each other, right? Yeah. And that's like a good love story. That's a great trope. And I love the first season of like romantic stuff because like the, the first season is always like the connection, the unrequitedness of it. And like, then you get five more seasons then they never get together until the end. I mean, yeah. And you think about it, if you think about every season of Game of Thrones, there is one ultimate triumphant, like not unrequited because unrequited means that one person is not receiving of it, but like star crossed you have like jamie and cersei you have john and egret you have even beforehand like when we're talking about historically we have john uh robert baratheon and god why can't i remember her name the sister the stark sister lina lena oh sorry uh father for i have sinned i don't remember her name who does art in heaven yes <laughs> okay we're gonna take the base when you're in this clearly yeah. uh but no uh, i think it's lina stark it's it's john's mom you know we and even then we have daenerys and Khal drogo i'm re-watching it now 
that was the most star-crossed of its time, right? Yeah. Because within the first season, he lives in... Listen, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, don't listen any fuck. You shouldn't listen to this anyways. Get the fuck Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. We're done with you. Fuck. <laughs> um... No, but yeah. Daenerys and Khal Drogo, even then it's like star cross, you know, yeah, like, no, I think that's actually a better so word. I think it's, the it's I was very working. much the fucking, you know, the theme of all of it. But like, that's the thing. Oh, is like, uh, I have a question. Sorry to cut you off. But no, go, go, go. marries the king. Does that make her the queen? Yes. Automatically makes her the that's queen. That's fucked up. Yeah. So that automatically makes her the queen. And any children that she has are immediately like um not immediately but immediate princes and princesses. Right, but because she's not Targaryen, that means the babies won't be able to hatch dragon eggs. Well, that's the thing, is like you can be half Targaryen and hatch dragon egg. It's just a lot of Targaryens thought that you had to be full Targaryen to hatch dragon egg. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, okay. So, hold on. Go ahead and pull up. You know what? Damn, Allison, gonna be queen. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. It's kind so, of fucked up, but like, it's cool. So it started with Jaharis and Alisan Targaryen. They married each other, had children. They had Amon Targaryen, Balon Targaryen, and Alyssa Targaryen. Alyssa had Damon. And Viserys. Uh, Amon had Rhaenys. Okay. Yeah. So there's incest pooling and pooling in this, oh. in this ancestry. Yeah. Uh, so another quick mention. I'm glad that you just brought that up. I'm not glad. Oh yeah. But- the, yeah. No incest. That was my one of my big things to talk about. Yeah. yeah, so we know this pod is kind of long, but this is important. And um, I actually saw a great TikTok. I don't know if I can find it, but if I do, I will tag it. I'll put it in the description. Uh, but they were talking about how um, everyone thinks that like R.R. Martin is just like obsessed with incest and I need to do my own research on it. So if you guys have any thoughts, please fucking hit the line. Yes, but I have thoughts. I have like, myself. I the the TikToker pointed out that it was actually probably historically correct for yes. for the timing, and I was yeah. like, you know, that uh, and we do know this from history. Like it's taught to us in school, at least in public schools, that like they they had some incesty shit happen back in the day because they thought it kept the bloodlines the pure. bloodline pure. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So I will say that I know this of the Targaryens um, that when they have a baby, like any Targaryen that has a baby, they as soon as the baby's born, they lay uh, an egg with it to hatch. And if the egg hatches while the baby's in the cradle, then they're a true Targaryen, right? So we see a lot of incest with the Targaryen line because they're trying to make sure that the egg hatches and they have their own dragon. So like, that's why we see Rhaenyra having her dragon and Damon having his own dragon. Like they, they have a specific dragon that they're born with you know, kind of like a fucking puppy if we're being honest, but, uh, 
you know, so we see a lot of that and we see a lot of incest in the Targaryen line, not just to mention that, but like there has been a lot of incest in royal lines going back to France, going back to England, going back to fucking Italy, all of the things that were royal at one point in our lives that were incestual because it's like, okay, I have an incestual, um, you know, like family line. You have an incestual, sorry, I burped, uh, family line. Right. Like we need to keep this pure. And I, we could like, if anyone can't imagine that being a thing 600, 700 years ago, then I don't know what history you're living in. Like this was something that was very popular. If you think about like, even if you think about like breeding dogs, right? Like you're not going to breed a pit bull with a fucking Labrador and expect to sell like no, you're a pit bull with a pit bull. And the bloodline is going to be Pitbull, right? So thinking about it that way of like, they were only concerned with breeding pure bloodlines. I, um, at this point, am drunk. So (laughs) have fun with me. Hell yeah. No, no, no. I don't (laughs) know. But that's, that's the fact of the matter is that that's where it came from. And what I wanted to bring up is that you know, at this point, so we know that Rhaenyra's father is Viserys. Her mother is Ama. Her mother is half Targaryen. So her mother was born Targaryen mother and Aaron father, which is actually fucking crazy when you think about like the Aarons in, you know, in the, tw- in the, the twins, I think that's where they're from whatever it is in Game of Thrones. Um, But, you know, she is half Targaryen. So Rhaenyra is actually inbred. She's an inbred baby. Oh, so she's not pure blood. She's pure Targaryen because her her father is full Targaryen. Her mother is half. Right. That makes her less than 100% Targaryen. Less than 100%, but she still has a dragon. Okay. Okay. Right. So she is more Targaryen than not. She's okay. Five percent Targaryen, twenty-five percent Aaron. Right. 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 So a lot of what they thought back then was that we had to fuck our cousins and have babies in order for our babies to have dragons themselves, and which you know honestly makes sense. I mean, yeah, they like in a logical no, way. They, they had no scientific proof that that inbreeding was a bad thing. They, right. they you know, it, it we're talking right. about they, they literally can't like even recognize BC. They can't even recognize that the king has a fucking staph infection right now. So, you know. Exactly. How are they gonna know that like fucking incestual like connections are going to have like yeah, have any ulterior effects no, that's in and that's invisible to the eye you know like they don't know that yeah exactly exactly so, i think that what my most i'm not trying to excuse rr but i do think it is worth mentioning like why we're seeing it in the series i guess um so yeah, I just wanted to bring that up really quick, like touch on it. I know, like well, honestly, I mean, I think that- House of Dragon 
and Game of Thrones have some things that are difficult to speak about. And I think that like, we just want to be as sensitive as possible and and make sure that that we're covering bases. And that was one of the things that like, okay, so when they, Carlos and Janice are trying to get their daughter to marry Viserys, the king, that would be incestual because she is his direct cousin right it would be you know and that's when I started thinking about it and I think that really like at the time that they're at before the Cersei and Jamie era it was acceptable like they were just like oh we're trying to keep the bloodline we're trying to you know like propagate amongst this bloodline we're trying to build more of a Targaryen and then I think at a certain point they realized 200 years later that it makes you fucking crazy, if not deformed, but crazy. Um, and that's why, because literally Maddie asked me this earlier today, we were on the phone and she was like, why is it a big, like, like, why is it not a big deal now? And I think it's more so because it's the bloodline, we get it. There have been so many records in history that show that like England, France, all of the like actual uh, kingdoms that have ever existed have always uh, inbred. It sounds like such a dirty word, but I'm not trying to make it sound dirty. I know. But have always, you know, fucking bed with each other. I don't know how to say it. But at a certain point, they realized that it was, it was fucking kids up because it does. And that's, so I think that with this, because the difference between right now, because Viserys and Ama are cousins. So that's one thing to point out. They are cousins. And anyone that you see in this show that has white hair outside of black people are Targaryen are, are Targaryen right yes. the only people that are darker complexion are uh Valerians right? right so that that makes sense of you know we're not really crossing any familial but the fact that um nonetheless uh the it it just it it makes sense that there is an issue yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, I didn't realize that before, you know, this right now, what we're seeing is probably leading up to all of the events of like rulers in the Targaryen family doing crazy shit all the way up until the Mad King. And then they were like, oh, like they keep having, you know, like vetting each other and like having these heirs, but we're seeing that like they're either deformed or like, and I'm wondering too, like, again, just Going back to the first episode, maybe that's why Emma had such a hard time conceiving because the babies are, are, you know, like they are not getting the proper crossed like pollination, if you will. Yes. To actually come to fruition. I agree because it's like that was weird, but you get me. Yeah. No, the question is like, okay, he wasn't able to have any successful children outside of Rhaenyra with Emma but he's able to have multiple with this new person. Right. So who like is that, not exactly because it's DNA not a combination of DNA. So like, right. 
uh, clearly at this point they didn't understand DNA or anything, but yeah. That's so that's that's a really good to. point. I think from like a then and now kind of uh, comparison because I was like, oh, like you know, in my I was thinking like, okay, was the Lannister a royal family? No, they were a noble family, but they always tried to emulate royalty so like maybe that's why they were doing it to like keep the bloodlines pure whatever go back to the old Valerian ways but no you're right it's absolutely because there was probably some crazy events from the Targaryens that they were like "Mm, this is not a good thing people shouldn't do this well and that's so that was my main point is that like okay so they cross-pollinated is what scientists call it so much, right? Like incested so much that it ended up being because it wasn't. They had talked about like the the Mad King wasn't the first. It I was know. the one after Viserys. Yeah. So whoever ruled after Viserys was mad, right? And then he ruled for however many years, and then it went back to kind of peace, and then you know, like they, they kind of go through the history and it's like an ebbs and flows of absolute craziness and then peace and then absolute craziness. And then yes. Peace. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's what it was. It was more of like, and probably it was the macers that were just like, okay, that's probably why this motherfucker is crazy because you know, but also like he's been inbred for 10 fucking generations straight. Like you have done nothing but like you fucked like your sister, then he, like your father fucked his sister, and then your grandfather fucked his sister, and then your great grandfather fucked his sister. And you know, yeah. it's like instead of being, you know, and like the thing is, we now know that as like normally, like just like like physical deficiency but i think that you know it's easy to think that that was once mental deficiency you know what i mean yes, like just mental and i just want to point out too like they didn't have the same science that we have they didn't know but also like it took them time to figure it out because even like in the first episode when they perform the c section on emma like the guy who's coaching the king through that he says oh like this is information that we've learned from the citadel and the citadel i believe is isn't that where samuel tarley's yes, family like lives they're all made they're like librarians yeah so that's, that's all- the center the mecca of knowledge in this yep rr martin universe right <clears throat> so like i do think that like the citadel they're watching everything it's kind of like the census right like of every few years they like take yeah. a poll and like see what the although fuck is they don't act on shit clearly no there's their science it's like the cdc like they're just there to oh my god that's such a great comparison they really are the cdc yeah like they're there to learn and to like spread information as it it, it becomes as needed, as needed. Yep. yeah mm-hmm. so like inbreeding or incestual behavior like that became they were like hey like people the cdc of westeros was like we need to let them know the citadel was like oh they probably like we need people we need workers like we can't have this yeah yeah so like it it just took them time it took them years of observation 
Yeah. I mean, I guess. And like, honestly, when I think about it, it makes sense because it took them years of observation to, sorry guys, I'm a little drunk at this point. It's been fucking an hour and a half for this podcast. Yes. Yes. We're, we should wrap it soon. Uh, No, 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 no. no. I'm being relatable. It's fine. I mean, just for the listeners' sake, they probably got shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got, yeah, we're going to head off soon. But what I'm saying is, like, even in Game of Thrones, the Citadel has never been good about informing anybody on time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't have fucking smartphones. There have been plenty of times where they, if they had informed people on time, might have been more prepared. Yeah, that's that's true that is true but you know they're still using like pigeons and owls for messages so like but like is it all on i don't know i don't know uh okay so last part let's let's finish this up in like 10 minutes um we just need to talk (laughs) about damon's last bit because corliss we already could see he was frustrated pissed off I kind of had a feeling that he was going to react to the king not helping him with his lands and his ships and like it being vulnerable to the crab guy who's at the free cities right now. Uh, So, you know, what does he do? Like any smart person who needs to fucking buck up against the king, you go with the person who's already doing that, who also has authority, which is the brother's or the brother's king. Sorry, the king's brother, Damon. He goes to Damon and he's like, yo, dude, like we're both self-made. I I don't think that it's necessarily about like the power struggle. I think, I mean, obviously that's coming to play, but I think it's more about like Damon has also been ostracized. Yes. He's like, we have more in common than you thought, you know? Yeah. No, Um, he says both second sons. But what I will say is that my favorite line of all time with anything game of thrones is and maybe this is a little too simple and maybe this is why i like it so much but when damon they're they're speaking so we get corliss talking for a good minute minute and a half and then we finally pan to damon and i'm like of course we're talking to damon and i screamed and i loved it yeah but then when Damon stands up and he's standing by the, ha- the fire and he says, um, I will speak of my brother as I wish. You will not. I died. Okay. I will just say I fucking died. I loved it. I'm like, you. Oh my God. You know, I fucking hated it. Oh my God. No, but I'm just like, <laughs> okay. So this is why me and Maddie are different. I, I'm just like, yes, I can speak about whoever in my family, however the fuck I want to, because that's my family. And there's no way that you are ever going to come in between that, but you cannot speak about them any way that you wish. I mean, sure. It's just, it's, it's a dying loyalty of but like, that's my thing. It, It feels very, I'm going to play to this as I see fit and to as what benefits me. It's very trickster. It's very Gemini. It's very Loki. It's super manipulative. And I'm just like, you just got ostracized by your brother. You literally just like fucking tried him 
and you're going to continue to try him until he faces you and you like fucking battle it out or whatever the fuck you think is going to happen. And like, I don't know. I just think it was super manipulative. And I'm like, you're just playing both sides as you see fit, which sure, that's what everyone in power does. But this man is coming to you with concern, whether or not I'm here for it. I just, to yeah. They say blood is thicker than water, but I'm just like, you only need that when it's I I think that his loyalty, I think that, you know, the thing is like, he's a, a, he's a fire starter as that one German band, fire starter, fire starter. Shout out. I'm just like, that's the theme song. I am, I'm here for it. Like I, first of all, the show needed some motherfucking drama. Okay, so I will say that. And Damon came through in the fucking cut as a character. I'm like, thank you, George R. R. Martin. Thank you, whoever fucking screen wrote, whoever casted this man, because he is excellent. Absolutely excellent. Clearly, Maddie differs. Yeah, but our, my point is like, okay, if you're going to be that, but like, does that mean you're not going to join voice, forces? Or are you still going to join? No, I feel like he's going to he's gonna fucking assemble his own shit. All right, so he, he's a little fucking tricky bastard. I, well, okay, okay, all right, all right. As much as I love him. You know, and I agree with you completely. The thing is, is that what you hate him for is what I love him for. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll die on different he, fucking stones on that one. <laughs> You know, this is why I did this podcast with her. This is why she did this podcast with me because this is where it ends up. I love Damon. I love him. I love him. I love him. I think that, you know, the thing is like, he's a cunt and he's a twat and he's a fucking, he's reckless and crazy and fucking fire sauta. But like, at the Shut up, prodigy. I, I love he has unfucking dying loyalty and I am so here for it like he really has no interest in hurting his brother or hurting Renera his niece I really hope that reigns true I guess yes, I, I think that it will home, I right? think that- I really think that it will and I I like hope it doesn't I hope that he doesn't because that's the thing is like Game of Thrones complicates shit. Like it's like, oh, you make one decision and it affects the masses and you have no idea what it's going to do, right? Like you make one decision and then it's a ripple effect to everyone else. So like we really don't know, you know, that's that's what's great about George R. R. Martin is that he like every decision the char- character makes is a ripple, no matter what it is. So I'm, I'm assuming that Damon will do some shit that's going to affect everybody else. I'm, I still think he's going to conspire with Corliss, which I think is why it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, no, but I, I want that. Are you kidding me? Like Corliss was sitting there. This was one of my favorite. This is the, my only favorite part. My only, the only part that I liked about this episode is Corliss he had his little monologue and his little fucking chair and was just like, oh yeah, da, 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 we're the second sons, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then pan to fucking Damon, of course. And I screamed and I'm like, yes, this is the brotherhood. This is the partnership that we fucking needed. Like 
Rhaenyra, I'm sorry you're going to be a catalyst of this, but like, honestly, honey, join it or don't. Like, it's this true. is the way, this is the fucking revolution. It, yeah, I, this is I, what we want. This is I what agree. The people want. I mean, so, yes, like, look, I want the drama. I mean, honestly, I'm here for I it. don't even want the drama. I just want the fucking revolution. Like, King Viserys is a cunt. He's a, he's a twat. And Allison is, is not, no fucking better. When it comes not. to politics and ruling, okay, he might not have as much like, conviction as Damon, sure, but that doesn't make him a cunt or a twat. Get the fuck out of here. King Viserys is only marrying Allison out of duty, and that's the only better option that he oh has. Oh my God, no, he would have married the 12 year old out of duty. Well, I'm saying he picked a better option, though. No, he didn't because the high towers aren't worth shit. So that out of duty means you know nothing. What, Sam? Go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you fucking <laughs> bag. Um, All I'm saying is like, Damon, come with the fucking heat. Listen, like, I, I, also came with the fucking heat. She came with the heat with that dragon. Yeah, and no. put him in his place. And I love that. And I'm just well, like, that's, that's that, I think, in a way, literally, that, I think that's one thing with the dragon heat. That's one thing that I love about Damon is that, like, he can be put in his place. He's not crazy. He's not, he's overzealous and he's fucking reactionary and he's all these things. But, Dramatic, like, yeah, sure. she came through with her own dragon and said, Are you going to kill me or not? And he said, nah, uh, and walked away. And okay, okay. I, get, his, I get what you're you know? saying. Though. You're absolutely right about loyalty. Like, I truly don't believe that he wants to hurt he Rhaenyra or You know, and even then, even in the last conversation, like, that was the one thing that rung true to me was, like, when he was talking to Corliss, Corliss was saying, Alicia, like, I'm not going to sit here and fucking acts like my men are dying while your your king is is doing these tourneys and blah 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 whatever and like all this fancy shit and then literally damon turns around and is like i can talk about my brother how i wish and you will not and i'm like that's the sexiest thing i've ever heard anybody say in my life all right so you're all in because i'm all in damon i fucking love him damon i'm here for him thank you what's his name matt smith i don't (laughs) i haven't looked up any of the actors yet except on instagram because i'm like where the fuck you at need to see what's going on but yeah um i'm all in 100 in I am definitely excited. I think like, you know, them ending it on that note is always interesting. It's a good cliffhanger. Um, I'm excited to see the next yeah, one. They I ended know you on watched- the show of Viserys nominating fucking Alicent as his wife. Like, well, but then Corliss and fucking Damon have that little interaction. So like, we already know, like, this is episode two. They're setting us up for the unfolding of the season and how these things happen, which I am really, really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope that you are, too. Uh, sorry for keeping you all so fucking long, but also. Oh, my God. No, no. Fuck you. We're g- glad to keep this long. That's definitely true. <laughs> but if you have to do, we're glad that you blew it off to listen to us. Yes. Um, please Let's check us out on your way to work. Okay. Monday evening. 
Tuesday morning for sure. <laughs> you get me. Yeah. Anyways, we'll We're see you later, about. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. can find us at HB underscore hose on Twitter, HB dot hose on TikTok and Instagram and hose HBO at gmail.com. Message us. No, but honestly, this is not our only our only thing. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We have yeah, we'd love to hear your opinions. Send us yeah, no on this and we'll on any of it's shows. five stars. Yeah. Do you want us to talk about any of their shows? Fucking send it. Send it, baby. Yeah, just no isms. You know what I mean? Like you can be mean to us, just don't be mean to the masses. We love you. Thanks for hanging. See you next week. Love you.